Dina El Malawani is an attorney with nonprofit Protect Democracy. They filed suit yesterday against the Trump administration's deployment of federal agents to the city. This is James Butler of Sex Clark 5, and you're listening to 90.7 FM WGXC Acre. Tune in WGXC's new Sunday morning schedule with the Reverend Kim Singletary, and there's a bright side somewhere every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. That's followed by the teens from Hudson talking about books they've read on Bound by Books after the local news at 9 a.m. And at 10 a.m., there's more teens. The Catskill kids from Clubhouse Radio are on at 10 a.m. with lots of music and talk on your community radio station, WGXC.org, 90.7 FM. WGXC underwriting support is provided by Mid-Hudson Cable, serving Columbia, Green, and Southern Albany counties with digital cable, high-speed Internet, and cable phone services for homes and businesses since 1971. Mid-Hudson Cable, all the right connections on the web at mhcable.com. WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Ruby's Hotel and Restaurant in Freehold, New York. Sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Greene and Columbia counties. You, too, can become a WGXC sustaining supporter by investing in community radio every month. Go to WGXC.org and click Donate. Thank you for your support. Hello. Jenny. Welcome. Hi. 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 Uh, <laughs> guess what? You're currently listening to our brand new show called Dim the Lights with Jenny oh, and Amanda. Exactly. You must dim them. Hopefully you're just fresh off of work, getting your jammies, turn on the tube, tune into WGXC 90.7 FM. You're listening to a show about movies where Jenny, Jenny and I, Amanda, talk about movies that inspire us, that we love, that make us feel weird, all sorts of good stuff. <laughs> we love to feel weird about movies, and we do it all the time. We do it all the time. Um, <laughs> Neither of us went to film school. We represent the average moviegoer, uh, a voice that I love to hear from. <laughs> no, just regular old Joes here talking about movies. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so we last time we were, we, we have been on the radio before, but it was right before quarantine. So we're back a little more regularly. Um, and, you know, in that time, we've watched a lot of stuff. We watched so many <laughs> exactly. So we, yeah, we had our tester show, which was, um, like you said, before quarantine and yeah, lots of time to watch things. And now we're going to be every fourth Tuesday of the month from seven to eight. Um, and generally we're going to talk about movies around a certain theme. And, um, because the list of what we've watched during quarantine is very long, <laughs> I'm sure we'll touch on many of those things for the next several several shows, um, but generally we'll be talking about movies around um, a theme, however specific or wide. <laughs> That's yeah, there's just uh, so much, so much to think about. <laughs> um, so much to think about. But Amanda, yeah. hey, what's your favorite thing you watched in quarantine? Oh my gosh! Well, I didn't know you were going to ask me what my favorite thing was. It just, it just occurred to me. I want to know. <laughs> Oh, geez. Okay. Well, I have to look at my list because I had one movie I picked out to um, maybe talk about because it was not my favorite, <laughs> but it was really bizarre. I will say, all right, so two favorites. If you're asking favorites, two favorites I have are written by the same person, um, which is, and I'll look it up in a second, but um, the movie After Hours and the movie Vampire's Kiss, which uh, After Hours is from 85, and it's 
the uh, screenplays by Joseph Minion and it's a Scorsese movie, but both of these movies are about kind of uh, anxiety and also New York City and staying up too late. And they're really um, fun and zany. Vampire's Kiss is about Nicolas Cage, who's a businessman who's convinced that he's a vampire. It's amazing. Uh, oh, great. They're both still streaming, I think. I think After Hours was on Amazon Prime um, and Vampire's Kiss. I, I'm not sure, but I will find out in a moment. Jenny, what's the favorite thing that you watched? Amanda, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> um, I, well, at the very beginning of quarantine, I almost exclusively, like for the first two months, watched movies that I already know and love. So it was just what I needed. Yeah. Um, so one of the first things I watched was Tampopo, which is a Japanese movie from the 80s, I believe. That's It's like a Western, um, but it's about a bunch of different stories that revolve around food. Um, and it's just so great. It's on Canopy, um, oh, the, the library streaming service. If anybody out there doesn't have it, oh, we uh, you love get it through your, through your local library. That's so good. Um, but it's so great. And then... I think probably another another favorite thing I watched um, is this movie Night Tide, which is from the '60s, um, and it was it's about a, a guy who is played by Dennis Hopper, uh, and he falls in love with a lady who may or may not be a mermaid, <laughs> and it's weird and uh, very like super um, just like ominous and kind of spooky. It's really great. I definitely recommend it. Night Tide? Night Tide, yeah. And that, it's not, stream, it's streaming on um, Tubi, Tubby, <laughs> but uh, but I'm sure you can also, you can probably rent it out there in the world. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a fun one if you're in the mood for like a good black and white movie. That sounds great. I looked it up and it seems that Vampire's Kiss um, is streaming on Voodoo, V-U-D-U. Um, but yeah, that sounds fantastic. I actually... I feel like mermaid tales are rare and they can be they really squeaky. Yeah. I would maybe perhaps put out a call into the movie verse for more. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Big agree. There's that movie that came out a couple years ago called The Lure that's about um, mermaids, but I haven't seen it yet. I've heard it's really good. It sounds scary. Yeah, it's supposed to be, <laughs> it's supposed to be scary. <laughs> um. I, speaking of scary and things I watched during quarantine, the things that I had picked out to tell you about that weren't my favorite things I watched, because, like, I also watched Moonlight, which is, like, the most perfect movie. It's so beautiful. It's so So, good. It's, like, my favorite, but as far as, like, totally uh, bonkers and strange, I watched a movie called Prophecy from 1979. And it's about a, um, a doctor who is summoned from the city where he does a lot of kind of humanitarian work. Um, he gets kind of summoned by this logging company out in maybe the Pacific Northwest, let's say, um, to kind of advocate for them, like be on their side in this fight they're having with the locals about how their factory is poisoning the water supply whoa and anything anything that drinks the water like produces mutant offspring um and so there's like and okay listeners maybe this (laughs) is a spoiler okay i'm really sorry but just the wee spoiler it involves like a giant mutant bear you know they look everything looks really um bubbly and gross but also really strong I was about to ask Um, is it gooey (laughs) it's so gooey it's so ooey gooey yes also another spoiler and I'm going to try to kind of keep it light so it's really thrilling if you choose to watch it anyways um there is a scene where a uh a camping family is attacked by this bear and somebody in a sleeping bag is thrown and they hit a tree and it's it's not super horrifying because it's kind of a low budget movie so you can tell it's a dummy from the way it falls but it still hits pretty hard because like 
the sleeping bag like explodes into a bunch of feathers. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. Yeah, you know what that reminds that reminds me of um a couple years ago. Uh, there's there's this great film festival at the Highway Drive-In called Dead Till Dawn every mm-hmm. year, um, where they do a, a horror movie festival of like old old horror movies. Um, and the first year I went is the year that Amanda and I became friends and started working together. Yeah, uh, there was. The film Dr. Butcher MD, where uh, a <laughs> uh, uh, body falls off of a balcony and like it's just so clearly a dummy that at the bottom one of the arms falls off. <laughs> so also and, the MD in in uh, or the MD in the title stands for medical deviant. Yeah, it's really <laughs> it's just a delight, just a just a joy to be there with you. Oh God. So <laughs> um, um, yeah. But yeah. So it's been, it's been a funny, a funny time because we're, I think, and I think a lot of people are just, you know, obviously everybody's home. A lot of people are watching movies and TV shows to just kind of like make the time pass by, um, which has been really, you know, I think it's been really helpful to have a lot of people having some great streaming. Um, But yeah, is there, are there any other movies you've seen recently that you want to talk about before we get into our big topic? Oh yeah, we do. So we do have a big topic, listeners, listeners, (laughs) listeners, (laughs) we have extensive strange notes and a main topic we want to talk about, but we did want to um, address quarantine to begin with. And yes, I have another thing I want to talk about. (laughs) It's not a movie. It's a TV show. And the only place I could find it was on YouTube. And the second to last episode was missing audio. But But there is a show, I, and once again, I got to look it up. I think it's from 1993, um, 2003. My apology. Oh. It's called Miracles. It lasted one season. And uh, Jenny knows this very well, but in case you don't, I'm a, um, a massive X-Files fan. And this show, Miracles from 2003, starring Ski Ulrich, um, is like the X-Files in that it involves a team that investigates paranormal, except the paranormal is miracles. So they, um, they're sent out to investigate uh, miracles. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> and when I was a kid, one of the, I don't remember what movie, but one movie that I rented over and over and over and over again from the video store had an ad for miracles before the movie and it scared me so bad it scared me so bad was it like the concept of the miracles that scared you or like the the like something about the production design okay let me tell you an exciting thing about miracles and I feel like when they were writing it this is they found this nugget and then they just ran with it for as long as they could and it was involved in the trailer and I think it really scared me they talk a lot about how God is nowhere also says god is now here (laughs) (laughs) that is really unsettling oh no (laughs) realize 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 dude yeah yeah yeah, exactly so that was in the trailer like written in blood and like it really scared me as a kid (laughs) um anyways miracles lasted one season should have lasted more i had a real good time uh watching it and it's all on YouTube. It's the wow. only place you can I, find it. I can't believe the second to last episode doesn't have any audio, though. That's, like, so cruel. Like, what? It's really sad. There's a lot of people who feel the same in the yeah. YouTube comments. Um, really upset. <laughs> At least there's some solidarity there. I like finding the small community that also loves miracles and, like, wants to find an easy way to watch it. Yes, I know. There's got to be someone out there, like, restoring like like uh just reissuing dvds home oh. homemade home burnt dvds please yeah what about you jenny is there anything else that you explored um during quarantine that you want to tell our listeners about that's a great question i watched a lot of stuff i'm like looking at my list right now i'm like god it's just so many movies there were a couple of, um it was exciting there were a couple of movies that i've been meaning to watch and i finally got around to which was really great um, I did a lot of like also just watching specifically like sci-fi I think like something about the escapism has been really great so one that I've been meaning to watch forever um, is this movie Fast Color have you heard of that? I feel like I've seen 
the thumbnail for it. Yeah. Yeah, it came out a couple years ago, and it's streaming on Hulu now, but it's, like, about, uh, like, a three generations of women who all have, like, powers, but it has, like, it's just, it's really beautiful, like, it has incredible, like, production design, um, and it was just, like, really special, it's, like, about three generations of Black women, um, and it was just so nice to watch, like, sci-fi that just felt, it was also, like, you know, I'm really into movies that are sub two hours, and, like, really <laughs> loving that right now, <laughs> and so tight like such a tight script um and yeah so it's just been really nice I watched that another great like solid hour and a half movie sci-fi I watched is called The Vast of Night um I think maybe I told you about that it's like yeah it's like yeah yeah it's about radio (laughs) Um, but it's like it's basically like a really long Twilight Zone episode from like the 60s I mean it's not it came out this year but (laughs) yeah it has like it's just about these people who hear something mysterious on the radio basically that's Um, so fun and it's so great it's like really slow and like ominous and really like atmospheric big fan that's awesome radio is wonderfully mysterious that way it's true and here we are on it you never know what you could hear it's true (laughs) sometimes when you drive around and like the fuzz on the radio changes tone depending which direction you're driving it's bonkers. I know. I love radio that stuff. Magic. <laughs> um, I love radio magic. I love radio magic. Jenny, I actually wanted to talk about another movie um, that I watched really recently, but because you brought up sci-fi mm-hmm. um, and actually like color, uh, it made me think of Color Out of Space, which I want to bring up now because I just watched it. Um, and it, I'm is probably not as good as the movie you're talking about. Um, I wouldn't say it's a perfect movie. And I bring, I, I relate it to color, not only because of the title, but much like the recent movie Mandy starring Nicolas Cage. Also, it's very, very like pink and purple and like hyper saturated, but color out of space came out 2019 and it's now streaming on, um, Amazon prime. Uh, I believe, um, and uh so it's about a family that lives out in the the woods as well and a meteorite lands in their yard and horrible scary things start to happen because of this meteorite um and it's like it was one of those movies where it had its flaws but it was actually really easy for me to lean into those flaws and I will say if you're listening and you like science fiction and you're interested in this movie um please don't watch it with your kids it has uh something that's so horrific in it that I'm still thinking about it (laughs) I'm so excited to watch it as soon as you told me that I was just like I gotta I really gotta get in there yeah um also I know we're talking about a lot of different things so we'll probably put together a list and post it uh on our Instagram or something so that you can have a an easy breezy uh reference sheet (laughs) Exactly. No, that's a good idea. Please forgive us. This being our first official show, we I expect I expect us to get a little more concise, perhaps as time goes on. But we're yeah. excited and nervous. We're excited. It's also just so exciting to see you and talk to you about movies. I know. Just a delight. Exactly. Well, Jenny, I'm glad that you brought up our Instagram. Actually, so um, we recently acquired the uh, <laughs> the handle Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. So you can find us on Instagram under that name. And last night, Jenny made a fantastic link tree, um, which you can find in our bio in that Instagram. And on it is, um, uh, among many other things, some really great resources to local fundraisers that are happening. Because in these really, really uh, unprecedented times, as it says in our notes for the show, um, uh, because of the <laughs> unprecedented, of the times we're living unprecedented times we're living in, uh, it's it's a beautiful thing to see the community that we live in come together to really support and uplift each other, um, and that has come in many many forms and including some fundraisers. So there are links to those in our bio. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool mutual aid happening right now, especially in the Hudson Valley where we live. Um, and yeah, you can find out more information about all of those things. I'm, I'm adding to it over time because it's, I know there's just so much out there. 
Um, yeah, but yeah, sure. definitely, you know, it's so great. It's so exciting to be here on the radio, 90.7 FM, WGXE. <laughs> um, because it's like just such, it's such a beautiful community to be a part of. Um, and it feels like it's really actively, uh, like a lot of people we know are doing a lot of work to shape the community they want to live in. Um, yeah. Which brings us to tonight's topic. <laughs> I know, isn't that thrilling? <laughs> exactly. Um, so when we were trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about for our first episode, we were thinking about this present moment we're all sharing. And it's one um, where a lot of uh, structural changes are being asked for um, and really, really, really needed. Um, and people are, like Jenny said, trying to build the community they want to live in and uh, one that in which everyone is, um, yeah, protected and can have access to the things that everyone should have access to. Um, so we talked about that and how it made us think about a great many movies that portray um, societies that have gone through big structural changes um, and sometimes not for the, the better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we specifically were trying to think about movies that show, well, first we were like, let's do a utopia show where yeah. like, you know, people change things and they make a great society and it rules. And then we were like, actually, there's not very many movies that are like that because there's no conflict. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Utopia doesn't make for a terribly interesting story a lot of the time um, or just as is because, yeah, everyone's doing fine. <laughs> great, which is like, you know, that's the world we want to live in. But for our entertainment, <laughs> here we are in the dystopia. <laughs> here we are. Um, yeah, so a lot of these movies tend to be science fiction movies, obviously portraying a future that is not the one that we know of. Um, so we, a lot of those movies are called to mind. Um, and let me just pull up you know, pull up my list of stuff I was thinking about. So actually, you know, <laughs> speaking of stuff I watched during quarantine and tie into this, I think I was thinking about this movie a lot when we were um, figuring out what we wanted to talk about on our show. Um, here I am sitting at home during quarantine and all I want to watch is one of those futuristic action movies where everything is kind of black and blue like the yes. color palette is really gray and black yeah and blue. um you know kind of like underworld but with no vampires um, <laughs> no vampires please. please absolutely no vampires um so i watched a movie i'd never seen i watched equilibrium starring yes. christian bale it was a really um bad movie but uh, <laughs> equilibrium's not that bad <laughs> well maybe it is i haven't seen it in a long time <laughs> I mean, I wasn't looking for true quality. I was looking for pure entertainment and that's what I got. So um, Equilibrium is about a future society where um, that, ha that suffered for many, many years of, of constant unrest and war. And the solution to fixing that problem was to make everyone take this medicine that made them have no emotions problem solved problem solved because everyone's so emotional and that's why we have wars if only <laughs> if only we didn't care about anything then surely all so, war would end yeah and in fact it's um quite like fahrenheit 451 but w instead of books it's like people have paintings and things nice, like but they're not allowed to have things they like. Everyone just wears black and has houses with nothing but white walls. It's so great. <laughs> Art invokes emotion. The more you remind me about Equilibrium, the more I'm like, yeah, the movie slaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, I think it's Emily Mortimer plays the love interest. Um, and she has like a secret room with like a bunch of paintings and right. nice oh clothes. Yeah. <laughs> because you have to hide those things that uh, invoke emotion. So that mean you know, that is like so many other movies where, um, you know, you as the viewer are dropped into this world um, where there is a, basically an authoritarian structure to keep people in check because that's their solution 
to, you know, when society was warring all the time or whatever. It's like Hunger Games. Yeah. Like yeah. that probably wasn't a totally. good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was not the solution. Yeah, the, the more I started to think about uh, any kind of movie that like tried to show a utopia of any kind, or I mean, and ultimately these are all dystopian, um, but it's always like the veneer is of something really peaceful and wonderful. Uh, and then, you know, under the surface, there's somebody suffering or something suffering. It's yeah. like always, it's always a utopia that's at the expense of something that like, you know, this this imagined society doesn't deem important, but is in fact extremely vital, like emotion <laughs> or like, for example, okay, Minority Report, same yeah. year as Equilibrium, I found out last night. They're both from 2002. They absolutely look like from the same year. Yeah, <laughs> they're the same movie, basically, <laughs> but one's about thought crime. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it's like, it's, you know, equilibrium's like, okay, we've made a great society, but it's at the expense of, um, you know, anything uh, emotional or, like, artistically important or interesting. Uh, And Minority Report's like, we did a great society with no crime, except, you know, it doesn't work very well. And also, we have incredible, like, fascist police. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, When, like, we got really excited talking about what we were going to talk about during the show the other day and we made some really wacky notes <laughs> including this scale that we made <laughs> um where at one end is dystopia and the other end is utopia and so like talking about yeah um hardcore future police like that falls under the authoritarian or t- would that be under the um techno fascism yeah i mean i think anything that has the <laughs> Uh, extre- like usually when when these like the sci-fi's have um a technological element to them i feel like that falls under techno fascism totally you know, where it's like okay like this like minority report they have like the weird people who can tell future <clears throat> thought crimes or whatever yeah um, they like floating in a pool yeah they're like weird like they're like the, they're like um the matrix before you wake up they're like the batteries from the matrix i like that element of minority report because um that's a really not technology yeah, yeah it's really weird um it's like they're psychic i guess really weird like organic technology yeah <laughs> really cronenberg yeah totally. yeah it's really weird. gooey gooey technology gooey technology <laughs> yeah on our scale which i feel like we could really get down to it and like hash it out but so all the way at the end of dystopia is uh i just wrote no humans yes totally <laughs> right, there, right next to it is post-apocalypse so like mad max yeah totally and then next to that going toward the direction of utopia but still very very far <laughs> from that is constant war is <laughs> what i wrote which <laughs> Starship Troopers. I was going to say, that's when we get into Starship Troopers, which is also techno-fascist. Oh my gosh. So that's such a fun movie to talk about. We used that for one of the backgrounds for our posts for today's show, posts on Instagram. Um, And that one, you know, we were saying how uh, you as the viewer, like, you're dropped into the story and you're not you're kind of just taking it all in and it's because it is satire really like yeah it's not revealed to you the viewer until the end like that you're watching something that's not positive because like everyone in the movie is so caught up in the propaganda that like you are too because you don't know any better yeah you just got dropped into this world there's really like um I I really recently rewatched Starship Troopers. I had like a little Paul Verhoeven quarantine moment where I watched Starship Troopers and also Showgirls, which also slaps. Um, <laughs> but I won't I won't say more about that now. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Starship Troopers is so like, it's just such an incredible uh, explan or expression of like what a fascist society is like because it does I mean you see like there's through the whole thing there's like so much of it that is really questionable and incredibly upsetting it's also another really gooey movie like lots of guts definitely uh earned earned the r rating big time um but like it is like you kind of expect because it's like about this guy and like his 
friends and you're kind of like following them and like their weird like teen like growing up movie while there's like this also constant <laughs> war happening yeah um, like you expect you're like surely he will learn that this is bad and he will grow <laughs> and something will change and then at the end you're just like I mean this is not just no spoilers on Star- Starship Troopers which also I think is kind of probably an impossible movie to spoil um because it's not really about what happens <laughs> it's not it's, how it happens exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I think it's safe to say for those who are listening that there is potential spoilers accidentally or intentionally coming up in our conversation just in general so just be aware but yeah yeah it's kind of a hard one to spoil and I think we got excited talking about it the other day because all of these movies are kind of um like they they show like kind of a post-war world where like a solution has been created and like no surprise it's not a very good solution and like one hero realizes that's wrong and like turns things around but the cool thing about starship troopers is it kind of begins and ends in the same place totally yeah no change yeah no change like a window into something that's like bad and it stays bad yeah it's like no part of nobody learns a lesson like everybody is so like plugged into this like horrible authoritarian like world that they live in where they're just like yes I am cannon fodder please I'm ready to join the forever war I'm so excited to that's that's what we go to school for yes we're all gonna be in the war I love war school (laughs) I love I love going to war school (laughs) they do Uh, um 10 out of 10 would recommend starship troopers where is it streaming Jenny is it still streaming it's still on Netflix. It's on Netflix. If you uh, if you're out there and you're like, man, really wish I could watch um, this great. I think it's like I think it's also maybe '93. Uh, you know, great movie about um, war and uh, lots of alien guts. It's so good. And human guts, frankly. There's a lot of guts of all kinds in well, the film. It's so fun because yeah, you do like you were touching on like the lead up is you know, you're kind yeah, you're like, this is weird. Everyone's in college for war stuff. (laughs) Oh, I've also like, everyone's flirting. And like, Denise Richardson has such sparkly eyes. And like, I know, she's so beautiful. And then they all get to the battlefield. And it's like, oh, my God, the horror Um, show. But it's a true horror show. Um, And so I'm kind of going if you don't mind, Jenny, I'm going down our funny um, chart that we made. I love I love the funny chart. It's real. I have it pulled up also on my computer, so that yeah. we're both and looking at it. Also, listeners, you know, feel free to make your own charts at home or, or copy ours and fill in or edit how you so choose. Because um, that's the fun thing is everything is uh, up for interpretation. Yeah. Um, but right on the same line as authoritarian after constant war is extreme prison. Yeah. Um, which. I would say involves things like um, the Running Man. Yep. You know any any, so- <laughs> any movie that has like a uh, an entire like I mean an industry <laughs> just totally devoted to prisons or for example Alien Three with the prison planet yeah. an entire planet yeah. of prisoners and a really obvious one that I I actually didn't think of right off the bat but Hank reminded me is Escape from New York. Oh, duh. Yeah. Manhattan. <laughs> New York. Manhattan's a prison. All of it. Yeah. Because um, it is just like, it's so incredibly bleak. It all, I mean, it all falls under the like, just extreme authoritarian, like fascist like government, exactly. just completely destroying exactly. everything in its wake. <laughs> yeah. And coming up with a solution that is like absolutely horrific and not beneficial and like, like just like a, a looming threat to keep its people in line yeah totally cruelty um, to the extreme thanks yeah. dystopia um, <laughs> the running man is from 1987 if if you didn't know um and it's directed by paul michael glazer uh and yeah it's it's a stars arnold schwarzenegger and it's about a future in which um prisoners are forced to participate in a game show that's televised called the running man uh, where they, you know, they do run a um, deadly marathon where people chase them and kill them. It's really crazy. Yeah. But um, check it out. I also highly recommend that movie. For yeah, it's great. Reasons. 
There's some weird ones. Okay, I'm gonna bring up another really silly, embarrassing movie. Yes, I'm ready. <clears throat> it's called Gamer. <laughs> Sorry, tell me more. Um, Gamer stars. Um, it stars Gerard Butler. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> uh, whose name? Cable in the movie. <laughs> Um, and it's it's the same thing as the running man except uh you're a real life uh video game avatar oh all right that's fun yeah oh, like um what's the other one the other video game one um uh ready player one i didn't see it but isn't that's also well i guess it's probably not a prison planet but that's like everyone on the everyone's a video game play the video game and they all go in the video game right <laughs> <laughs> when is um when is gamer from Gamer is from the good year of 2009. Oh, wow. Great year. Um, but yeah, so exactly. It's, it's kind of the same as Running Man. Uh, what else did I have in my notes for Extreme Prison? <laughs> it's also, this is reminding me, like, I, we didn't even put, um, uh, you know, video, or, um, sorry, reality show uh, as, like, um, Bread and Circus on our, on our dystopian uh, chart, but it's totally, like, The Hungry Games also fits into that, The Hungry Games. Absolutely, absolutely. God, okay, yeah, this, this you, is you better to... edit the list, dude. We really have to edit the list. We really do. Um, yeah, I think I'm... it's probably, I think it's probably, um, not as far as Extreme Prison on the dystopian list. Like, I think it's probably between, um, like techno fascism and extreme prison, I don't think it's like all the way. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like the authoritarian one is such a wide net, and like That's under true. it, it has many, many little ones. So including extreme prison, and, <laughs> um, and yeah, exactly. Like game reality show or like games as like uh, um. As just like a walls of the people <laughs> yeah like to distract to distract from what's going on really yeah. this is such a bleak exercise I'm realizing I know, it's really bleak. you know what else I'm like where's the purge go because that's another you're right thing. well I think that's um maybe that's like because when so the further down you get in the line um you get towards you know just a straight up apocalypse happening a, cur a yeah. current apocalypse and I feel like maybe it, the purge kind of lives in there it does I, I believe, I believe that. that right, it's like the, like the purge and like any kind of like, um, like zombie movies, which is not really, that's not really what we're talking about, but you know, yeah. the same kind of idea of like uh, civilization breaking down to that point. Exactly. We have really small also overpopulation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, that, that all, all of this kind of falls into like, there's this thing, there's this thing. Um, like a lot of these movies all basically like eliminate war and dissent by like using some extreme form of technology uh mm -hmm. that like just absolutely destroys something <laughs> like it it totally yeah. is just not a solution at all mm -hmm. um and i feel like uh, so it's like you know equilibrium falls into that and then you then you get into things like gattaca also which yeah. is like then yeah. you kind of like start to see like the dystopian reality that has um that like takes into account like eugenics and like yeah. like basically trying to change the world in such a way that is like just incredibly fascist and evil yeah exactly we also talked a little bit about and i i we don't really have this because it's really specific on our list is um two planet movies you know oh. <laughs> where one planet the rich people live and the other planet the poor live there's like three at least of those movies well, do you can you think of the other ones off the top of your head because the only one i know is the movie upside down <laughs> which i've told amanda about i have seen it it is not a great movie i would not even call it a good movie um mm -hmm. from i think it's from 2013 at least that's when I watched it, um, and it's about, yeah, one rich planet and one poor planet, and they're very, very close to each other. Um, the tagline of the movie is, is love stronger than gravity? Is um, it? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say no on that one, um, because the, a weird, a weird fun thing about Upside Down is that, um, if you are born on one planet, your body is always subject to the gravity of that planet for some reason, so, like, 
for example, these like the two stars of the film, Jim Sturgis and Kirsten Dunst, fall in love, and and Jim Sturgis tries to visit her from his planet, but he has to put on like weird magnet weight things because if he doesn't, he'll just fall off back onto his planet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not like the um most um robust I wouldn't call that science I wouldn't call that hard sci-fi no <laughs> um and you know like far be it for me to put my nose up at like a soft a romantic soft sci-fi because that is absolutely my bag but um it's not a good one yeah. I don't recommend it the other one I can think of is also a movie I don't recommend um which is called Elysium <laughs> oh yeah duh which is exactly the same thing. It's that there's a um, a planet where all wealthy people get to live and there's like still trees there. Right. And they have the best healthcare ever. Right. Um, and there's no diseases. And totally. then there's another desertous poor planet um, where everyone's very sick. And uh, I think- Classic. What's his, Matt Damon? Yeah, it's wants, Matt Damon. Yeah, he, he goes to get the medicine. Right. <laughs> it's just, you know, things just get worse and worse. The the income disparity, you know, when as soon as you have two planets, it's you know, it's all over. Yeah. I would say like I guess, you know, it's that same it's that age old uh duality that like there's I think there's other science fiction movies that maybe like replace one of the planets with a ship, you know, like yeah. um it's it's like uh, it's like the Titanic even. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's like I mean, it's like the wealthy abandoning um, the work basically to 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 fix what they messed up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, classic. Um, it's classic. We talk a lot about um, paying attention to science fiction because it could very well be a predictor of the future because it's the only future that people know how to build toward. Yeah, because uh, it's what we've already written for ourselves. So take what you will from that. Like, be wary, read into it. You know, all, these are all great cautionary tales because it is just like instead of trying <clears throat> to support society or trying to improve society by like supporting people um, in tangible ways, instead it's just like crushing dissent, yeah. <laughs> like through through horrible means. Exactly, um, and you know. So on our on our chart now, um, we're getting kind of so we're at like during apocalypse, right? Or like yeah. during like a breakdown. Obviously, a lot of so many of these movies, which is what makes Starship Troopers so special because it doesn't have this. So many of these movies are like we the viewer watching the change happen because a hero realizes it's not good, you know. Yeah. Um, and like breaks the system all on their own. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, I see something is wrong and I must fix it. Yeah, which is like you know, yes, we should you know, yeah, seeing, seeing something's wrong and then desiring to fix it is certainly important. But in exactly. terms of these films, it's very silly. They make it look so easy in these movies. <laughs> Just one person stands up and is like, "It's not right. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> it's not okay. We can, we have to do something." I guess the Hunger Games kind of, kind of expresses like a deeper and longer struggle for yeah, change. Totally. I think. I mean, it, yeah. I think it helps that it's also. I mean, there's three or four movies. I guess. Yeah, they have they a lot. Spread, they spread it out a little bit. They have a lot yeah. Tell that tale. Um, um. Oh yeah, I was talking about our chart. I'm sorry. No, I know. So I did. I couldn't help myself, but um. And uh, so we're getting closer to utopia on the other end of the scale. And so we get stories that display uh, or, or tell of the utopia. However, their ever present is a looming evil. And this usually is, um, is fantasy stories. <laughs> you know, for, for the fantasy lovers out there. Like you've had a lot of sci-fi, but the looming evil situation on the dystopia utopia chart is um, mostly reserved for fantasy. You know, everything's good in the Shire. <laughs> everything's real nice in the Shire, but there's that that ring, man. <laughs> Gotta be careful. There's 
always something that oh and then also we talked about never ending story with like the nothing which is so ominous and so scary so ominous things are so um, great and then they're not they're not they seemed really great we're in your little town but <laughs> your little village not. if you're a giant snail in your small village your small <laughs> you're a big rock. community <laughs> um something else that i watched during quarantine is a movie that I've always wanted to see. Um, and that is the movie Legend, I think from 1985. Oh, um, tell yeah. me more. Oh, so Legend is a dark fantasy movie from 1985. Um, yes. And it is about uh, a very, very young, and I have to say to me, quite beautiful Tom Cruise who lives in the woods. He's kind of like a Peter Pan. Like he's like, dewy and like kind to animals yeah 85 cruise is a good year yeah and then he meets um he meets the there's like a princess that he meets oh by the way tom cruise can speak to unicorns and they're like unicorns are the holiest of beings and as long as there's unicorns alive the world will have light and peace um but there's like a big horned demon played by tim curry that seeks to um kill all the unicorns oh no and uh so there you go looming evil everything seems really good in the beginning you you know it's a sparkling gorgeous peaceful forest there's two young people in love (laughs) classic tim curry because also i was gonna say the other one is fern gully and Uh is Uh he he is the voice of the villain in fern gully correct yes he he? is oh my god he is he absolutely is uh he's just a cloud of smog from a logging truck. Oh, don't uh, do it, Tim. Don't do it. Well, that's, yeah, so that's another, that leads us right into another thing on the utopia end of our chart, which is um, we see utopia sometimes, but it's, it, if it's perfect, it's under attack or like yeah. seem to be, yeah, I guess those two are kind of the same things, but like, e- like looming evil is more of like a character in a lot of those things, but then you get like, utopia coming under attack like fern gully um right and like a lot of things we see in star trek right yeah Um, yes totally because that's the one like when we first started talking about this and we were trying to really conceive of any movies that are utopias the only thing we could think of really i mean there's a couple but it's pretty spare i would say the list um, is like Star Trek because it just exists in this world that is like post extreme war, but the way that we've dealt with it as a society is to like eliminate money and to like eliminate all these other like <laughs> just standards that would make things really terrible. Yeah, um, and it's just like instead what we are faced with is a, a series of moral quandaries. Yeah, isn't that so? <laughs> God, it's so beautiful. It's a delight, just a joy. I know. Um, you know, Starfleet protects a lot of utopian societies from attack, like yeah. that's something else that they're there to do. But yeah, then they themselves, um, yeah, li- like come from <laughs> come from a, a post-conflict world, or like yeah, exactly. The only conflict is kind of inner turmoil and like hoping that you're gonna do the right thing. <laughs> right. And it's like there's more to it than that, but like in general, the like the broad the broad idea is that it's like okay yeah like when when we have conflict it's very much like on a, on a smaller level or like other societies and trying to figure out how to make that work yeah um but yeah it's really that's and then that got us thinking about like how it would be interesting to see sort of more movies and and stories about um people who are just kind of like existing in a utopia and like whatever their interpersonal conflicts are outside of that because I feel like often yeah like when you see something that is about a utopia or you know a dystopia or whatever Mm -hmm. it's always about the society itself it's not really about like an interpersonal conflict that's like unrelated yeah um although I did I just actually watched last night um the movie advantageous have you ever seen that the title sounds really familiar to me. And it was like, uh, I think it was, it was released onto Netflix like maybe five years ago. Um, and I had been meaning to watch it for a really long time and I finally did. Um, but it is, it takes place in a world that's like very similar to our own, except that there's 
the tech like technology has advanced to a higher degree and like income disparity has advanced to a higher degree um but it has it's really interesting because it's about this woman who um needs to provide for her daughter and like decides to undergo this surgery basically to like switch into a younger body to like get a job um but it's not really about like this i mean it ultimately like the society informs what's happening but it's really just about her and her relationship with her daughter which I found really interesting because it was I was like oh this like fills that desire of like I just want to see a story about people in this like sci-fi world basically yeah um that doesn't necessarily like relate to you know the protagonist changing the world that they live in or like suffering from the world that they live in beyond just like what everybody is experiencing yeah that's kind of amazing. Exactly. Yeah. I know that when I had this conversation with uh, a few people over the weekend, a friend of mine recommended, and I'm so sorry, I cannot remember the name of the story, but it's an Ursula K. Ursula K. Le Guin story that is about um, a, uh, a, a person existing in a utopia and there are no problems with it it's like a beautiful agrarian society but the story is about just this person growing up and like just normal challenges totally uh, you know yeah going through like yeah just like personal changes and like yeah like interpersonal relationships and that sounds like a really beautiful way to involve a utopia in a story without it being boring because we do need I, or maybe needs not the right word, but often at least some level of conflict is necessary yeah. to, Which, to uh, tell a good story. Right, totally. It's like that, that, that makes it interesting to like read about or watch, but then it's also, <laughs> there's something really special about like seeing a society that's different from our own that isn't like a total failure. Cause yeah. there, it's like so exactly. much of that. Um, and it is, it's just like, there. It, there's something really refreshing about it where it's just like, oh yeah, like we, like you get to see a different kind of reality um that's not just like beholden to what we already know you know and yeah. I guess that's that's like the beauty of sci-fi oh, it's so beautiful <laughs> well, you know. so another little thing that was on our chart here which I forgot to bring up but has to do with uh also one of the backgrounds of our Instagram posts is um <laughs> utopia but but at what cost in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which and also to do with Star Trek The Next Generation in um, the episode in the first season with the, the Edo people, they go to this beautiful... I'm glad you looked it up because I was like, I do not remember what the name of the planet is. The episode is called Justice. But yeah, yeah. This, gar- this garden-covered planet where everyone is extremely um, like fit and like sexy and wears... Uh, like, the planet full of hot jobs. Small, yeah, small togas. Um, but the, and you know, the Starfleet wonders how it could be so perfect. And it turns out it's because, um, the punishment for any crime, no matter how small is death. Uh, <laughs> you hate to see it. We're yeah. like, wow, you guys did such a great job. How? And it's like, oh, Obviously. cause we'd kill literally anybody who makes a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Poor Wesley Crusher like knocks over some flowers. He shouldn't, and, have, he um, shouldn't have trampled on those flowers. Yeah. Uh, I wrote this small list in my notes of um, movies about fragile utopias, and I think really what I mean more specifically is that, like, utopia, but at what cost? And the other things, aside from that episode that are on this list, um, are two non-sci-fis, The Beach, uh, from the year 2000, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. strange, Strange movie. I think also written by Alex Garland, right? Of, I think you're right, yeah. He wrote Devs and, and Ex Machina, Machina. Sunshine. Yeah. All, all the hits. Oh, and or he didn't, I mean, I don't think he, he didn't write it because it's based on a book, but Annihilation. Yeah. Um, and it's about this kid, like, I don't know, college student who basically finds his way to this um kind of society that's living in perpetual vacation like on a beautiful beach island secluded beach island off the coast of thailand um but at what cost because it turns out if you get sick or you get hurt they just put you in in the woods no good 
so it's no one can nice. hear your screams and you can keep having a good time it's just a um, nightmare it's like you think it's, it's so great nightmare. it's a real nightmare but at what cost <laughs> but at what cost <laughs> um wow an hour goes by so fast I know um, what do you have anything else on your um your fragile utopia list Oh, the only other thing was the the village. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> like, how much the village, which I guess you could say it's kind of stretching that, but. Um, no, I think it's a utopia at what cost? Totally. Know, it is. They are kind of utopian, right? But you know what it also, it's kind of a meeting of at what cost utopia and um, kind of an authoritarian one because it yeah. doesn't have like these people in power scaring their citizens. into order because they dress up like monsters and like nobody can see the color red or touch it (laughs) right it has it has a lot of um it's a very rule-based society (laughs) yeah exactly and you know um I'm not gonna give away the twist yeah Um, oh god I love the village (laughs) it's really fun I I think worth a revisit if you haven't seen it in a long time I would say I I agree I think people will really fight us on it being a good movie but I'm here to say I'm I'm gonna dig my heels in about the village (laughs) yeah I'm ready to die on this hill like (laughs) the village rules yeah the village is really really fun um Yeah, so, uh, yeah, exactly. An hour passes by so fast. Yeah. Um, and you're listening to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. <laughs> We're going to um, be here on WGXC 90.7 FM every fourth Tuesday of the month, starting at 7 p.m., 7 to 8. We're going to be talking about movies um, that we've seen recently, that we love, that just are are under the topic we're talking about. All of our shows are going to be themed around a topic. And this one was um, dystopia and utopia. Um, and it's, I know it's a weird time for, uh, for obviously for new movies coming out because it's not like theaters aren't really an option. Um, but we'll be talking about, you know, movies at the drive-in. Um, TSL and Hudson is doing some parking lot screenings, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's still, I mean, everybody's still watching TV at home. So there's a lot to talk about there. <laughs> I am very much enjoying going to the drive-ins yeah me too yeah it's been really really fun so I highly recommend that as well um yeah Jenny is there anything that you're gonna watch tonight after we um get off of our show that's a really good question um I don't know I I actually I watched the first half of The Handmaiden last night uh one of my favorite movies I <laughs> but Oh my gosh, it's just great. It's also, I would say, um, not for children. Very, very, just really want to put that out there. For adults only. For adults only. Um, But it's it's truly one of my favorite movies. And I started watching it last night, but it's like two and a half hours long, so I couldn't. I didn't make it through the whole thing. Um, Yeah. So I'll probably finish it. But we also, uh, what something that we didn't talk about um, was Bill and Ted, and I was like, now I really want to watch Bill and Ted. Yeah, Yeah. we were trying to think of a movie that. That portrays a future that is just pure utopia the only Great. thing we could think about was bill and ted's excellent adventure where they visit the future and everything is good it's great stallions is the best band of all time it's like that's what it takes it's a really good band that unites all peoples <laughs> <laughs> so i was i was just thinking about because it's on i was just staring at my phone uh and it says bill and ted on it in big letters and i was like oh gotta watch that again it's been a second how about hey how about you Amanda well I'm glad you asked Jenny um so I remember <laughs> recently about um 1998's uh Sam Neill starring Merlin oh. uh, tv miniseries talk about long I think it's three hours long oh nice I mean it's I, a tv miniseries you know yeah I have not seen it since it came out and I've been really thinking about it a lot lately um a few years ago when I finally rewatched the Mists of Babylon miniseries, I was really pleasantly surprised because I hadn't seen that since I was a kid. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I'm looking forward. It's I got a Roku streaming service recently, and it's on there for free. So come ready to go. Oh, you love to see it. Well, I think we should probably sign off because we're running out of time here. Exactly. So um, I'm just going to play a little song that I think has to do with uh, 
I don't know, utopia or dystopia, you decide. But um, Jenny, I love you. Have a great I love you too. Yeah. Bye, pal. Bye. <laughs>